What if I told you there's a way you could be a second shooter at a family session so you can see exactly how the photographer prepares, how they interact with their clients, what they say when they're posing, or when they choose to use fluid motion, what they do when kids might not cooperate or dad might not be in the session. What if I told you there's a way you can see what the gear is that they're using, where they're positioning themselves when they're shooting, what factors they're taking into consideration when they're shooting, what if I told you there was a way you could see what their straight out of camera images look like, and then you could see their editing process too, so you know exactly how they get those start to finish images and those polished ones you see in your Instagram feed. Now what if I told you you could be that second shooter without ever having to leave your house? What if I told you that not only do you get to watch it from home, but you didn't have to remember every single thing you were trying to learn the first time you watched it? What if you could watch and rewatch as much as you wanted? How would that improve your images, your posing, your confidence? Now, what if I told you there is a way you could be a second shooter, not only for one photographer, but 26. That's exactly what you'll experience inside the 2024 online family retreat. Your inspiration will soar, your art will improve, your posing will become more fluid, and your confidence is going to increase so, so much. And honestly, your clients are going to feel so much more comfortable. Head on over to themilkyway.ca slash family retreat. It all gets underway May 29th, and we hope to see you there. Everything starts with meh. And I thought that was like so powerful. She's like, it's going to be crap. If you're new to photography, it's not going to be good. But we look back, but there's beauty in the meh. Done is better than perfect. So I, I thought that was really inspiring when she says that everything starts with meh. And then we talk about bridge words a lot. And then like, but or and yet, I'm going to continue, right? It's going to get better. And sometimes the meh just prevents us from just starting or doing it or giving up too easily too. Welcome to the Art and Soul Show, where we dive into heart-opening chats on photography, business, life, and that messy in-between. I'm your host, Lisa DeJeso, a mom, a photographer, and entrepreneur, and I'll be sharing honest conversations and advice for photographers with insight on mindset, entrepreneurship, and creativity. The goal of this podcast is for you to be able to gain insights and strategies that will get you real results. Because let's face it, Having a photography business can be lonely, but it doesn't have to be. This is the place you can go when you need a boost of encouragement, a kick in the pants, and inspiration to pick up your camera. This is the Art and Soul Show. Hello, my beautiful friends. Welcome back to the show. Today, I'm hanging out with Fusa Reese. She's a marketing photographer, SEO strategist, and travel blogger. She's also known as Fuse, who has been helping creatives get found online for nine years. She's passionate about organic digital marketing tactics and has been featured on HoneyBook, Animoto, PDN Magazine, Blink Conference, as well as several podcasts. She's a mom of teens and two dogs. She is often chasing old coffee shops, bars, and stories. So without further ado, here is Fuse. Hello, I'm so excited to be here. So tell us who you are and what you're passionate about. Sure, thank you. So I'm Fusa. Everyone calls me Fuse, like you said, and I've been an entrepreneur 
for 13 years and I started as a photographer, quickly became a wedding photographer. And um, within that journey, at the beginning, my kids were small. I had two small kids and I really wanted to market my business, but didn't have any funds. And I also was tired of photographing all the Brazilian church people because they were really (laughs) cheap. (laughs) So I was like, I need to get out there. How do I do that? And at the time, you know, it was just a lot of in-person networking, which I wasn't Mm -hmm. able to do because the kids were so small and because of just finances. But I soon realized the power of digital marketing and online networking and nurturing those relationships. And at Mm -hmm. the time, believe it or not, it was Twitter was a big platform to connect with wedding vendors. So through that, I connected with a bridal planner by volunteering, photographing a bridal event. And that really helped. So social media was like, helped like launch my wedding photography business. But two years after that, a fellow photographer told me about SEO, which is search engine optimization, basically how to get your website found in Google. And he he told me how he optimized his site to be found for this one small vet venue in a very competitive market in California. And I was like, what is that? What do you mean SEO? So I say it was like love, I, I say it was love at first sight, but it was also super technical for the crazy Brazilian mom, right? So I was yeah. like, I was way over my head. So I started, but I love this idea that perfect strangers could find me organically for free. And I started signing up for every like workshop. I even photographed MozCon, which is a huge SEO conference, just to be around fellow SEOs. And it was challenging because it was a very man heavy, white man heavy, to be honest. Uh, at the time, I felt like it was like country club where the crazy Brazilian mom, but I soon realized I like definitely just kept following my curiosity. I was very Mm. curious. And that is a big lesson I've learned in being an entrepreneur and pivoting. You always want to follow your curiosity. So I started just putting into practice a few things I did understand, specifically with blogging SEO at the time. And then, you know, I started hearing those beautiful words where the brides were like, I found you in Google. And within that journey, I kind of fell more in love with the marketing side of the business than the actual photography. So I ended up working in a digital marketing agency when I moved to Florida five years ago. And I launched my group, well, I launched my blog and started teaching SEO nine years ago. So next year will be 10 years. And just because everyone, you know, Facebook groups rolled around and people started asking questions about SEO, I would always know the answer. And I ended up going to Creative Live to learn more about um, online marketing and launching a course. And my first course was like nine years ago on Google Plus Communities, RIP, Google Plus Communities. (laughs) So it's been, you know, it's been, I say I fuse my passions now where I pause photography for a bit, but then I brought it back to, for, you know, so clients can hire me for social media marketing, for SEO, or for photos to market their business. So I feel like they're all together. And then recently with the pandemic, I kind of rekindled my passion for, not rekindle, I've always had the passion for traveling. And even though I know SEO, I teach it, I always thought it was just like, not for me, like to, to have a travel blog. And then, you know, with TikTok, yeah. That TikTok's changed my mind. So yeah. I'm I'm leaning in towards that, following Good. curiosity there and and here I am. <laughs> I love that. I think Sorry, it's so, that was long. <laughs> no, it's great. I think it's really important. And I think it's so funny because I mean, you know, the traditional route of going to school, picking one career, staying in your lane and doing that until the day you die is like not 
very realistic and not actually how our brains work, which is even what I think is even more fascinating is when we're in school, we have like seven or eight different subjects that we are learning at the same time. And we do that from like little kids. But then when we get older, we're expected just to do one thing. Right. And like, we're like, but that's not how we're trained. Like, yeah. That's bizarre, we're also right? Not, we're not trained. You know, I hope this is changing, but we're also not trained to be creative or no. or be leaders or, you know, experiment yeah. or, but I think the pandemic do has put, taxes. Right, right. <laughs> I mean, you know, uh, but I think the pandemic puts a lot of, has put a lot of things into perspective where people are really questioning, you know, their, their reasons, their values and their happiness. So, mm-hmm. Yeah, agreed. So can you share a little bit why SEO is so important for photographers? Sure, absolutely. First of all, photographers are also content creators, right? Mm -hmm. And we have this beautiful gift that is photography, which is an added bonus when it comes to SEO. So SEO stands for search engine optimization, which is a huge word. So I like replacing the word optimization with a boost. So basically there are things that anyone really can do on their sites in order on the back end, on the actual website page, on blogging, in order for search engines like Google. And then there's Yahoo and Bing. People actually do use those. <laughs> I was like, Bing exists? Yeah, I know, I know, I know. Like, people, yeah, they even have like their own analytics. It's crazy. Huh? And then, you know, there's other search engines like YouTube is the second largest one in the world. Even TikTok is Pinterest also is, is a great one. So there's things that that you can do. So the reason why it's important is because I always say our goal is to get Google to like our website and to trust our website. You need to understand Google's also in business and Google's business is to not only sell, right, but is to please its audience. So if its audience lands on your website through via a search, but when they land there, it's not a good fit. That doesn't make Google look good. So Google's going to be very careful about who it sends to your website based on, you know, certain search parameters. So as a business owner, you really want to be make sure that you have the foundation set in order for Google to find your business because you're in it for the long run. Right. And I always say there, there is no shortcut. When we were at the agency, we would we would play around and, and you know some clients would like pay the first month and be like, hey, turn the SEO switch on. You know, is it on now? And it doesn't work like that because Google uses over 200 factors to rank a website. And you know, I would say you want you want Google to put a ring on that finger, mm-hmm. right? You want Google to trust your site long term. So if we're in it for the long term, we want to make sure that we're following Google's rules and they do have rules. We want to make sure that Google and its bots understands what our content on our website is about. And this is the area I feel like photographers don't do a good job at. Um, and because they rely so much on pictures and they think that's enough and just some, some pages with galleries is enough. And it's not, but we also have pictures that can show up in Google images. So that's like an added bonus for, for a photographer because you know, you, you're not using stock images, you're using your own work. So that's another way. There's several ways to get found in Google results. I think there's this misconception that it's your whole website, but Mm -hmm. your photo can be found. um, Your blog post can be found. Just a page on your site can be found. A video, if you embed it on your site, can be found. So essentially, your Google My Business, which is also actually very important if you're a photographer to have that claimed and always be getting reviews because it makes up 25% of local SEO. 
So as long as they're Google, Google exists, I think it's important for you, yeah. to, for you to start implementing some optimization, right? Because I always say, you know, SEO is a race because there is competition. But if you don't even have your foundation laid out, you're not in the running, right? Yeah. So how can you even be in the race? Exactly. Makes so much sense. I think many photographers, and truth be told, myself included, have maybe stayed away from SEO because it feels a bit overwhelming and definitely a bit complicated. So can you share your method of making it user-friendly and easy for photographers to understand? Yeah, I, I mean, I get it. It, it can be overwhelming because there are a lot of moving parts, right? So the three main parts of SEO is, first of all, it's the on-page SEO, which means anything you do on the front end of your site or on the back end of your site. Then there's off page, meaning things that happen externally like Google My Business or like, so let's say this podcast episode, you're gonna link back to my mm -hmm. site. So that's called the backlink. So off page, on page, and then technical SEO, which has to do with on page SEO. So it is overwhelming, but let's start with the basics, right? The basics is really context of what do you do so these are called kind of keywords in the SEO world. So you're just really going to answer, what do you do? Where do you do it? Right. But the, the, the problem with photographers is that they kind of jumble everything with on one page. So the main thing you really want to do is jot down every main service you have. So if you are a portrait photographer, what kind of services fall into that? Even if you're a wedding photographer, do you also offer engagement? Do you offer bridal boudoir? Do you offer, I don't know, whatever, whatever <laughs> else? What's it in the South? They do those bridal portraits, right? Yeah. So you want to make sure that you want to list your services. So if it's maternity, family, and newborn, those are the services. Now, when you, when you think of the services that you offer, answer this. Does every service have its own page on your on your site. Mm. And if you're like, yes, it has the gallery page, the gallery page doesn't count unless there's text. Mm. So the first thing we want to do is look at how our site is set up. And what a lot of photographers end up doing is they have an about page, a home page, a bunch of gallery pages, and then they have this one kitchen sink info page. And that is not good because essentially we want one one page to target one main keyword idea. So if I offer all those things, having this one info slash pricing page is not helping me rank, right? So if I ask you, so what page are you targeting maternity photography? And you're, if you're like, I don't know, or if you think it's just a gallery, it's not because essentially the photos, even though photos, there is image SEO, there's certain things that you should be doing with your photos. If you don't have context, right, answering questions, then it's going to be hard for the search bot to understand what you do. And a competitor that is optimizing their site, they're, they're five steps ahead of you with this. So the first thing, you want to create more pages. Within those pages, you want to add text. And you want, and the best way, honestly, I feel like it's FAQ. So let's say you have a nice header photo, then you have a little text. Then you could have some more, you know, then it could be social proof, uh, a testimonial, and then info. And then you could even put your FAQ more at the bottom. I'm not a huge fan of those FAQs that hide the text because sometimes mm. Google won't. It'll take an extra step for Google to read it. So this might have changed recently, but I, I, I kind of like to see it. 
So for every, so let's just talk about maternity photography for, for you know, and then we, we want to think, what are the top questions I asked about, get asked about the service? Another tip when creating this page is go to Google and just look it up, the, the keyword or, you know, the service. So let's say maternity photography sessions or something. And then you want to go to the section that says people also ask, because mm. actually that's how people are searching and asking. So, so it's like, you know, when is the best time for maternity portraits? How many weeks? What should I wear for maternity portraits? How to prep? So think of those FAQ questions. Then what you want to do is you want to make sure those questions are what's called an H2 heading. So usually, especially for WordPress, it's pretty simple Mm -hmm. to do. Show it. Most of your, you know, website platforms, you want it to be an H2 heading because the H2 heading is going to reinforce the context of the page. So if my main page idea is, you know, Orlando maternity photographer, then I have these H2s that have these variations, right? And also think variations. We want to talk about pregnancy, expecting, baby. So you want, you're trying to really have Google understand the context of your page. I always say like, how would Google know if a page is talking about bass fishing or bass playing? They're spelled Mm. the same. Think of all the context. So that's what you need to do for every service that you want. So formatting and branding, of course, is going to come into play. And sometimes we can't do all the googly things that we would like to, <laughs> that I would like to, because I'm more right. techy about it. But, you know, so there's also a lot of people, I see a lot of my clients, they end up turning their gallery pages into a gallery slash info page. So depending, mm. I know, I, I don't think Squarespace you can do it. I know not every website platform that's feasible. So, you, you know, you maybe you have those pages as gallery pages and all you have to do now is actually add the text. Yeah. So another thing that you can do, which is more on the user side of things, is you always want to lead your audience to how they navigate through your site, right? And Google loves it when people spend more time on your page. So your goal should be that people visit at least two pages, but it's your job to guide them. So if, if I think I always say like, what pages you want people to go? If you want them to go to the about page, what's the next page you want them to go? So have a button, view my portfolio, view my investment, check out you know this, view the gallery, right? So you want, I think adding more buttons can be an mm. easy win. And then, you know, there's the technical side is something called page titles and meta descriptions, which every website platform, we believe Wix, Pixie Set, every website platform has this. So it's basically the back end stuff um, that says, what is your page about, your page titles, and your meta description is kind of like a full sentence. So, th- I mean, that gets into a little bit more nitty gritty, but it's something very doable that you can learn, or you can even hire someone, right, to, to do it for you as well. I love that. So funny. I had a hack. So my website was hacked in oh. earlier this year and I actually haven't rebuilt it yet. Okay. So I'm like, I, and I've been talking to copywriters, I've been talking to designers and I love talking to SEO. So when I do eventually get to it, I'm yes. like, I'm going to rebuild it. Like instead of my 2010 version of my original <laughs> website, it'll be this new one. So I think that's so fascinating yeah. of, of the way that it's laid out. I think that's really cool. Right. Because SEO is also becoming way more conversational because of voice search. Yeah. So the Alexas and the Hey Googles mm-hmm. of the world are now, I mean, my kids don't type, right? They're all, they're like, I know, like, right? it's audio. So that means the text is becoming way more conversational. So having the, that text on your site is going to help Google understand what your site is about. So interesting. 
Now, can you share why photographers might want to consider having a Pinterest strategy? Yeah. Oh my God. It's one of my favorite. I feel like it's this <laughs> hidden hack, superpower that we have and we don't utilize. Okay. So my favorite thing about Pinterest is that your pins and boards get found in Google results. Mm. No other social media platform does that except for Facebook business page videos, video only. And there's talk about Instagram and TikTok starting to get shown in Google results. So it's not about going viral on Pinterest, but it's about the fact that we can also add text to our boards and, you know, our work. So we're a photographer, so we create pictures that can go on Pinterest and that can get found in Google results. So one thing that's different for photographers versus sometimes some other businesses is that we're local SEO. So local SEO has local modifiers, you know, in order for Google to understand that it's a local business. And the cool thing with Pinterest is you could create boards, right, that are related to maternity photography Orlando or, you know, what to do with your kids in Orlando, newborn portraits, newborn baby prop ideas. Pinterest is, is a place, it's called a discovery platform. It's not a social media platform, which I love, which means mm-hmm. I don't have to be social with no. anybody. No. And you could just schedule, you know, you could just schedule it. So I think it's very underutilized. So I do have one case study of Nathan who I love. So he's more of an, he's a photographer over in Texas and he's more of an introvert. So he took my, my Pinterest class and there's a few, I think there's this one blog post where he's, he's booked six family sessions what? because they show up in Google results. Interesting. And, and yes. Yes. So. Huh. They work really well for fall and for mm-hmm. mini sessions too. So blog posts related to that, you know, any type of blog posts that are, are helpful to moms in your city, if you're putting that to Pinterest. And I love that in Pinterest, the board descriptions, you can add the city and the name. So there, there's just a lot of cool things that can be done there. Love that. So what is your opinion on blogging? Is blogging dead? Oh my God, I love this question (laughs) so much. Is it still an effective use of time for photographers? Okay, blogging is not dead, but it's changed dramatically. But I think for the good. So the great news is you don't have to blog every session and please do not do that. Unless it's been, you know, unless you've been doing it for 10 years and it's part of your marketing strategy and clients await. So when blogging launched, it definitely more like people were fans, they left comments, they came back, but now people really just skim information. So blogging is not dead because as long as Google's around, blogging is not dead because it's a way for your content to get found in Google results. But now you want, it's, I'd rather you do one blog post a month that's going to be a little longer, a little bit more strategic instead of here's another cute newborn baby, right? Because yeah. God bless the newborn photographers. That's a hard, that's hard. <laughs> there's only much, so much, yeah, there's only so much you can say about the cuteness of a baby. So what you do instead is you do roundup posts and curated posts and then like inspiration posts. So here are my top five newborn baby boy sessions of spring or of last year. Feature five sessions. Talk about newborn baby props. Do you shoot a lot of newborn twins? Do do a whole blog post about shooting twins and inspiration. So think inspiration ideas. And then also, like I said, the curated posts, right? Mm. So this works really well sometimes for themes, for twins, for boys versus girls. 
And then think of those strategic posts like, here are 10 amazing props for maternity pitch. I actually used to rank for blog posts like that for a while. Here's the top guide to planning your first newborn session, right? So you think resourceful FAQ type stuff too, and then curated. Another thing I think that could be a little fun is finding if, so if your target audience, which I know a, a lot of the, the viewers are, if the target audience are moms, I think being a little own tour guide in your city and, you know, moms always need things to do with their kids. Mm-hmm. Amen. Right. Like, oh, I got teens yeah. down the summer. I'm like, what am I going to do with these teens? So if you want to plan ahead of time and think of the fall, like here are the top fall events in my county. That's a little bit more on the mom blog side of things. Number one, it's kind of funner to do. And number two, your blog can start becoming as a community resource location. Mm. And, you know, and and that traffic could be helpful to Google. Be like, oh, people are visiting her blog. Her content's interesting. So I think you don't have to, it doesn't have to be about your work all the time, Mm -hmm. right? It could be like a reflection post. It could be like top mommy groups in my city. It could be traveling with kids in the summer, post-pandemic, kids, life, mom, you know, remote working, like it can be so many little different things. And again, I'd rather you do one blog post a month, at least 500 words, which can sound scary. But if you're interviewing your clients, you know, be like, what was the best part of your session? (laughs) Like, which picture did you love? Why? Where did you shop? What are some tips you have? Get your clients to write them those blog posts for you. (laughs) I love that. I mean, I think it's a lot easier for, you know, the brides for the wedding photographers, but you know, and the cool thing about blogging, let's say you, you featured five clients, you email them and say, Hey, you're featured on my blog or you share it on social media and they'll share it. Right. So blogging is still, can be still incredible tool for photographers. It's just change and evolve. And I think it's for the good. I love that. Now, can you share a little bit why you feel it's important to diversify your marketing with strategies for multiple platforms? Sure. So that's like a catch 22 question at times. I know. Because since I teach marketing, I am very diversified when it comes to social media. So I have two thoughts on this. Number one, I do agree. You can't have all your your eggs in one basket. Like your site was hacked, right? Yeah. So let's say that was Mm -hmm. the only thing you did and your SEO was incredible. Bye-bye. So I think having a newsletter is extremely important no matter what business you're in. It could be e-commerce, photography, whatever. Having a newsletter and collecting emails is extremely important. Definitely your website. Um, If you're a local business, Google My Business is, like I said, if you don't Mm -hmm. do anything else in your life, you need to Google My Business. (laughs) Like, that's how strongly I feel. Like, that blog, like, Google My Business, like, a thousand percent, like, really, really important because you just never know, right? We can't also just rely on social media because we don't own it. Like it's a lot easier to be locked out of an Instagram account or, or for some reason they decide they don't like your content and then you have nothing of that. Your website, yeah. it's a little easier for you to control. Not always as we can see. And so is your email list. So you want to, you know, diversify in that sense. Yes. The other side of social media, I think this is where if we don't watch it, we're just really doing it to keep up with other people and to feel like FOMO, fear of missing out. So the thing for me when it comes to social media is you you have to understand where does your ideal target hang out, number one, and do you enjoy that platform, number two? So Mm. for example, my ideal audience does hang out on LinkedIn. Am I active on LinkedIn? Not at all. <laughs> I don't enjoy it. I like, I don't like opening and I get 50 messages of like all these people trying to pitch me. 
I don't enjoy it, right? So yeah. it's like, but also if you're like fused, I hate social media, I'm not going to do it all. No, it doesn't work that way either. Yeah, you got, you got to get in the game a little bit. But like, <laughs> you know, if you're like, I don't like TikTok, I'm not going to do it. Like, no problem. It's okay. Like, you don't have to. So there's this like pressure sometimes that you have to do all the social medias. And I disagree. I have to kind of test them all out because of marketing and I'm teaching. But I think you have to find this, this balance because or else you're just like you start hating it all like yeah. you're like oh my god like you know i don't do anything else this is all i do so you have to really find this rhythm you have to you know scheduling outsourcing it, it, you know is all an amazing thing you can do for your business so, <laughs> so true yeah. i have a question for you because yeah. i got an email now probably about 25 days ago that and I wasn't sure if it was actually from Google My Business or if it was something else. Because they said if I didn't go somewhere and update something, they were going to delete my listing. Okay. That does not sound like it's like Google My Business. Now, there is, there has been a, so there's a lot of those people trying to sell the, their services. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, Google doesn't call you. So somebody's saying they called you. It's not Google. So they do not call you. So what has changed recently is the Google My Business app it's no more. So right now you you edit your listing through Google Maps. Oh. But the Google My Business dashboard still exists. So on desktop it still exists. So this kind of freaked a few people out because a lot of the photographers, right, they work from home and they yeah. listed as services. So Yeah. Your business should be and you really didn't need to update anything about that. So when you started talking, I thought maybe it was that. So there's nothing to be updated. They were just telling you that this app is no longer gonna exist. Mm. But so for example, if you go on maps or in Google, yeah, in Google on your phone and you look up your business, you have access to edit your listing there. Oh, so okay. but yeah, this does not sound like you always want to just go to business.google.com and business. sign in that way. And yeah. not be careful with some emails. Yeah. Yeah, that was a funny one. Okay, because I was like, and this was like over, actually, I think it was over 30 days ago. And I was like, mm, nobody's going to tell me that I have to do something within 30 days or they're going to delete me. I'm not going to play your game. Uh -uh, yeah, you don't no. get to tell me that. So my, it's yeah. still there anyway. <laughs> so it was probably not real. It looked, you know, it's funny because it kind of looked real. And I was like, well, I don't even have a website at this point. Yeah. Like, oh, well. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. I love All it. Right. So are you ready for the lightning round? Yeah. Okay. What is your go-to karaoke jam? Okay, this is funny. So we're Brazilian and my husband husband is obsessed with karaoke. So it's it's Brazilian country music is what we do. <laughs> Usually there's some alcohol involved to be yeah. honest. But yeah. um yes. So it's yeah, and I mean I do like me some J Balvin and you know. Yeah. Dua Lipa. So Yeah, I love it. Most luxurious vacation you've ever been on? When my husband and I celebrated our 12th year anniversary, we went to to Rivera Maya in Cancun area. We stayed at this five-star hotel and it was very luxurious. And we've been back like three times yeah. and it was yeah. not up to. No. No. And then I feel like all our Europe vacations are, they're like more on the budget side, but yeah. you know, Europe just always feels luxurious. Yeah. What was your favorite TV show growing up? The Wonder Years. Mm, good one. Mm -hmm. Last thing you did for yourself as an indulgence? Well, we, so I have just gotten back from Europe. I was in Spain and um, we, we went to Valencia and I got a massage on the beach, which Ooh. was really nice. And we ate paella. That was nice too. <laughs> so good. I love paella. Me too. Your favorite book? I, I mean, 
We Should All Be Millionaires by Rachel mm-hmm. Rogers yeah. is really eye opening because it talked about as women all these pressures and things that we're expected to do and that we don't realize because it's just so expected of us yeah. that we take on and on and on. And she then she talks a lot about hiring a personal assistant, how to get started and dreaming about your you know dream life. And what does that look like for you? Does that look like eventually, you know, having a cook in your house? So it really got me thinking differently about certain dreams and and goals I had. Mm, I love that. What did you want to be when you grew up? So the funny thing is a UN interpreter. So I like languages as a teen and a career day when I was 13, we had to research a career. And I remember the UN interpreter made so much money and I was like, I want to be that. But then I realized I would have to learn all these very difficult languages that weren't. <laughs> so I gave that up. I love it. Favorite movie? So I'm a huge Chris Nolan fan. So I love Tenet. I love Inception, yeah. Interstellar. Mm-hmm. But I, you know, I also love comedy, romance. Sorry, yeah. The Proposal. I've watched oh, like yes. so many times. I just can't. I always love that movie. It's yeah. just the best. <laughs> I love that. My my go-to is Under the Tuscan Sun. Yeah. Like that is uh, like I own that. I probably watch it like 50 times a year. Like uh, a ridiculous amount. A ridiculous amount. What has been the best piece of business advice you've ever been given? There's a few, I feel like quotes that I like to live by. One is be you, everyone else is taken, mm-hmm. which I constantly have to remind myself because it, it's easy to compare oneself. And then Definitely my other motto is done is better than perfect. Mm-hmm. I'm not a perfectionist in certain things, but you know, sometimes we wait so long to launch or to start or to pivot. We just really like get in our own way. So I constantly have to to remind myself done is better than perfect. And mm-hmm. then recently I've been doing life coaching with Cindy Ames and she's uh, she's been amazing. And we were talking about, so I want to improve my travel writing and my writing. And also I'm launching this Etsy shop. And, and I was like, oh, my designs are like meh. And then she's like, hold on. She's like, everything starts with meh. Yeah. And I thought that was like so powerful. She's yes. like, it's going to be crap. If you're new to photography, it's not going to be good. But we look back. Oh, yeah, seriously. So, but, <laughs> but, but there's there's beauty in the meh, right? There There is like, yeah. done is better than perfect. So yeah. I, I thought that was really inspiring when she says that everything mm. starts with met. And then she, we talk about bridge words a lot. And then like, but or and yet, I'm going to continue, right? It's going to get better. And sometimes the met just prevents us from from just starting or doing it or giving up too easily too. Yeah, we're afraid to suck. Yeah, we right? are. Right? Yeah. yeah. Right. Because we're afraid other people will see we suck. Right? And like, and honestly, I don't know if I've ever seen someone suck and be like, oh, they suck. I'd be right. like, look at you trying you. Yeah. Like, right? like I'm don't... cheering you on. Yeah, but we have like... such a hard time cheering ourselves, right? Oh, That's, yeah. Preach. Yeah. Yeah. It's easy to cheer everybody else, but cheering yourself is like this uphill battle. Seriously. <laughs> So where can our listeners learn more from you? Sure. So I've had a Facebook group for seven years. So it is SEO for creatives. And I think we do have the links. My site is Get Found with Fuse, F-U-S-E. And on Instagram, because I actually gave up my other Instagram account because <laughs> it wasn't bringing me joy. That's the other thing. Got to do things that bring you joy. So I have my travel TikTok and Fuse Travels and Fuse Travels on Instagram and Fuse Creative Inc on tiktok i'm actually starting to do live seo audits so if you want to follow me on tiktok yeah maybe chosen yeah 
and we can review some things. I love that. So I love to end my interviews with this last question, and it is, what are you currently curious about or artistically curious about? So it's travel writing. I've mm. just attended two travel co- related conferences, and I took a writing class in one, and it's just like, it's almost like this hidden talent that's always been there, but now I have to exercise that muscle. So I'm excited to see where it goes. Love that. Well, thank you, Fuse, for hanging out with me today. Thank you. Awesome. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, my friends, that was such a great conversation. And if you haven't done it recently, I might suggest auditing your own website and checking out if maybe you are doing pretty good in SEO or if you need some help too. So I am sending you so much of my light and my love today, every day. Thank you so much for tuning in each and every week. I love spending this time with you. We'll see you next time.